What's up, everyone, and welcome to another Jets episode on the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And Alex, we're warming up and stretching before the Jets 2021 offseason marathon begins, man. I'm excited, dude. So today we'll talk about Marcus May. We got the, his contract is up and things are starting to get to the wire. Um, franchise tag days are, are upon us. Um, and we'll also talk about what we know so far about the Jets offseason and kind of how they're moving. Uh, including the prospect interview updates, and of course, the latest on the Deshaun Watson saga. And Alex, what's for Etcetera today? What's going on, John? For Etcetera today, if you missed the Knicks episode, because some of you Jets fans out there don't like the Knicks, you like the Brooklyn Nets or some other goddamn team out there, we did a little bit of immigrant <laughs> parent. The, the Giants, the Giants, Alex. <laughs> That's all the football team. Oh, the no, Nets. No, 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 no. Uh, no, 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 no. If you don't listen to the Knicks, man, if you don't listen to the Knicks. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha. You gotta listen to the Nets or some other, you know, bullshit team out there. I don't know. Maybe you're a Lakers <laughs> fan. That's pretty weird. I don't know why you're a Lakers fan and a Jets fan, but things exist in this world. So if you missed the Knicks episode, we did an immigrant parent corner with our producer, Ricey. So we're going to grace you with our immigrant parent corner for the Jets. All right, Ricey, let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another Jets episode on the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And as always, I'm joined by the man who always brings me back down to earth when I'm way too excited about the player, about the team, about the prospects. My boy, Alex Jeteris. What's up, man? What's going on, John? I appreciate the intro. I, I, I know you say I like to keep you grounded. I feel like we just need one anchor while someone's head's in the skies. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like you... If people could read these discussions in our text message, it's it's wild. It's wild out in the oh, streets. This guy's this guy's slandering me because uh, I'm not he's like Taj, Taj Gibson uh, over Boogie Cousins. <laughs> but we'll talk about that on the Knicks, on the Knicks podcast. Uh, I wasn't trying to slander you. I'm just saying you do a lot more. Like you're you're good at like trying to like picture. I things speculate. And I speculate. I don't know if it's speculating. You can look at something. You'd be like, I think we need that here. Like you, you could figure out stuff and just like put it here. And I'm just kind of the guy. I'm just like, it's like if you're in a board meeting, right? If you're in a board meeting or you're trying to negotiate, you're gonna there's sides like there's conflict. It's yeah. uh, people probably don't even under, like understand like that we do disagree. Unless you listen to that Knicks podcast where we're just going <laughs> against each other about Alonzo Trier or we disagree about whether or not Patrick Ewing had enough uh, people to support him in uh, in his time in New York. Or maybe if, if the Knicks were just trying to get James Harden. Or who knows? There's some conversations that we just totally disagree on. But I think for the most part, people hear us agree. And they're like, hmm, these guys are just like always agreeing with each other. It's like that is not true whatsoever. So don't think that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's that's enough Knicks talk on the Jets portion of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. But yeah, for the most part, we definitely agree on the Jets stuff, at least. And I think that on the first topic, I, I'm i pretty sure we agree here. We haven't talked about it. Um, but we're going to start with the most successful second round pick we've had since David Harris. And that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, Money Marcus May, 
who happens to have the same birthday as me, March 9th. So he's my boy by default. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, he. Um, I send both of your birthday presents. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I, I got his, uh, I got his, I got a helmet with his old number and Jamal Adams sign. So that's completely worthless. So that's fun. Uh, <laughs> but he's still, he's still my boy. His, uh, his contract is up, man, and um, we don't have a safety. So what, what do you think about the Jets and Marcus May's relationship going forward? Do you think he'll be back? I hope that he's back, man. We can't have two guys from that draft back to back safety picks, uh, just up and walk out of here. So I think Joe Douglas has to do his best to get or not get, but keep Marcus May on the team because quite frankly, like we can't just keep trying to rebuild from things that we already have. Like I don't think Marcus May is going to cost nearly as much as Jamal Adams, but we also have to show that we appreciate our own players that were drafted, regardless of the regime that picked them. So we should want to pay Marcus May. I know JD said Marcus May is like a, I know he said like he's a priority. We've seen this with other players, notably Jamal Adams, that he said this is a priority and we saw him moved. Granted, Jamal Adams went on a whole tirade throughout social media and even went to the daily <laughs> news. To Literally George Costanza did it up. Yeah, seriously. And went to a reporter who's not even covering the Jets anymore. Uh, so Look, I, I get that the situation is totally different for Jamal Adams and Marcus May, but if he's saying that he's got to prioritize Marcus May, then he damn well better prioritize Marcus May because, look, man, he's he, he he was one of the best players on the defense this past season. Between him, Q, Will, and Puglio, my boy, who I know is not coming back, uh, we got to invest somewhere, you know? Most of the other guys on the roster besides C.J. Mosley uh, – who's going to be coming back this uh, upcoming season. Um, no one's really getting paid. You know what I mean? Like, we will still on a rookie deal. Like, our corners are on rookie deals. Ashton Davis is on a rookie deal. Most of the other guys are on, like, cheap deals. So if we're going to spend, please spend on the guy that's been here who's played well. Only missed one true season, really, with, like, a, a terrible injury. And has been playing well and has been a leader on this team. So I, I can't see, you know, if Joe Douglas doesn't resign him, it's – I'll there's going to you have to bring something back even better. And that's the other thing, like you're going to have to overpay in the market anyway. So it doesn't even make sense to let Marcus May go while he's homegrown. You can probably get the hometown deal if you show him some love and show how much you appreciate him. Otherwise, you got to spend money and compete with other people to bring someone else in. So I think you should just bring back Marcus May. Yeah. Uh, I I I, uh, I think you made some great points, man. Um, who who like and especially your last one. Who else is there? Like uh, the the market for for safeties is um, is pretty high right now. We have uh, Buda Baker who was drafted around May. He's making fourteen and a half mil a year. Um, I don't think Marcus May will be making that much, but probably right around there. Like Justin Simmons from the Broncos is making a little bit more. Um, He's about to get a new a new deal. He's probably going to set the market for safeties this year. He's probably going to be making around like fifteen million. That's the rumor right now. Um, so you're absolutely right. He he he. Not only like you know whatever we should keep him because there's not anyone else there. But listen to this, dude. Listen to this guy's stats. In the just this year, he had eleven pass breakups, a pair of picks, a pair of sacks, four. Tackles for loss, two QB hits, so he's in the backfield. Okay, and he had 90 tackles, which is a career high, a career high in pass breakups and a career high in tackles. Also, 
within the last two years, he was with Jamal Adams for the most part, right? So Marcus May didn't miss a game the last two years. Yeah, he had that injury season that you mentioned. And specifically during that season, we only won the games that he played. I specifically remember that. Um, but for the last two seasons, I know all the hype has been around Jamal Adams, which rightfully so. Uh, we did net two first-round picks for him. Um, and a third. The last two years, he had 400 snaps at free safety, around 200 snaps at strong safety, and like around 100 snaps or like 150 snaps at uh, the nickel. So the guy's all over the field, man. The guy's in the backfield. He's he's tackling running backs. He's tackling the quarterback. He's sacking him, and he's, he's and he's tack and he's tackling I guess the wide receivers or whoever the the running backs. He's pl- he's covering. He's literally doing everything. My only issue is it's a new regime, and it just I don't know if it's super commonplace to walk in to. Uh, an organization like a new coach. I know that Joe Douglas didn't draft him and just give him and give him the bag, as you like to say. <laughs> you know, uh, it just, I just don't see it coming. Even though, again, he was the fifth overall safety. I think PFF ranked him out of this entire season. Uh, he was number 21 on their, uh, top 100 free agent list this year. Like he's, he's, the, you can't find a stat that shows that Marcus May is bad. Um, I just I don't know if he's going to get a long term deal. Do you think he's going to get a long term deal? I think he should. Like you, I think he is going to get a long term deal. And if it's not, he, I think it should be with the Jets because look, I know it's a different regime. Um, I know it's Joe Douglas didn't choose him. I know Robert Salah is not his coach like from the get go. Um, but still, like doesn't mean you turn around you turn away good talent right like we've seen new gms we've seen new coaches come to new situations and they keep some of the same guys um they keep the same players because it's hard to find talent this is a t- it you need talent on a team to win right so why would you just turn away cuz you didn't draft the guy i mean joe douglas shouldn't be thinking that hey i didn't draft this guy i don't really there's no real any real obligation Look, he did that to Robbie Anderson, and look, look what happened to Robbie Anderson, right? He actually had a pretty good career, and Joe Douglas admits making a mistake. I don't think he wants to make the same mistake again. Um, I don't think he wants to let away good talent go. So if you have good talent, you pay good talent, especially when it's homegrown. Um, Issue between Marcus May and Jamal Adams is that Jamal Adams wanted wanted $18 million, right? Um, (laughs) Crazy, dude. Look, I mean, and, and I, he got the sack. He led with sack, so he's gonna he's gonna walk to the negotiating table with something in his hand. Yeah, and he's got something to negotiate. And look, I was a guy who wrote about like you should pay Jamal Adams, right? Like I will not shy away from it. I said it. Like I, I it's out there. You can go find my work for Empire Rights Back. I I said that you got to pay Jamal Adams, and people were on my ass saying, look, you give him the tag, <laughs> safety. He doesn't demand all this. Yada 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 yada. Okay, fine. You want to talk about that? Fine. Reasonable points. Um. Safety is not in a tier one, like a DN, a quarterback, uh, whatever. But the one thing I will stand true to is that if you have top talent and you develop top talent and he, they're playing well, you pay them. So I'm not saying market. Now, the good thing about Marcus May is he's not going to demand 18 million. Some of the guys you already mentioned is 14 million. I don't think he's going to get more than 14 million. I think you can actually get somewhere around that annual. Was it annually? Yeah, annually. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, so I, it's not 
it's not it's not totally out of the picture. I could see it's. I don't know why we want to even make this a, like a true discussion, like within the organ. If you're if you're Joe Douglas, I don't even know why this is like a true discussion in the organization. Honestly, who else do you have to pay? Who else? Who else are you paying right now besides C.J. Mosley? Sure, that's not your fault. But who else do you have to pay this offseason? Like from the actual team. Yeah, from the actual team. Who do you have to pay? Yeah, well, yeah. No, nobody as much as May, and nobody's a top priority as May. And I'm, um, I'm pretty sure Joe Douglas made that clear. And Robert Salah, who's a defensive coach, and of course our new head coach, he specifically spoke about Marcus May uh, in his opening interviews, saying, I think he used very like five times, like very, 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 like uh, Joe Douglas holds Marcus May in a very, 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 very high regard, <laughs> and he's a very, 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 very good football player. Like he used very like a thousand times. <laughs> um, so I don't. It was, it was, that, that like caught me off guard. Um, but I just don't know if they're gonna sign a safety for fifteen mil for like three years and put that on the books. You know, like right away. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm worried about. And I'm sorry to say, I might sound like those annoying people that were screaming at you when you wrote your Jamal Adams uh, article because I'm kind of leaning towards a franchise tag here, man. I mean, that's totally that's totally viable, and it you know you may want to do that depending on when. Is CJ Mosley good to like cut the following year after next season? No, fun. well, no. This is like his, this is his. I think I he has another year left year. because yeah, because they the he, pushed. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the. Big well, he could be good, man. He could be good. Yeah, I think the thing is like he got seventeen million a year. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Jets also are going to have good amount of cap space. Like they can, they can figure it out. They could. This is not. This is not. We're not talking eighteen million a year for safety. We're not talking anything crazy. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think Marcus May is going to demand fifteen either. Like I really don't. Like he's very. He's a very good player. Like right. Like yeah. he's You you mentioned he's top twenty. Top in the top. Like close to the top twenty of like free agents that you want to pick up. Top five safeties. Like. What else do you? What else can you ask for? Yeah. So like. I don't. I just don't see like if Joe Douglas let. This is my thing though. If Joe Douglas lets another player walk. I can see the franchise tag. I could see it. I'm not. I, I would. I, I. I. I could see it, and I'm. I'd be hesitant to do that, though. I get it. I get why you do it. I'd be hesitant just because of the optics of last season, though. Like I think this has to be in play yeah. because if you let Jamal Adams walk, or not necessarily walk, but if you trade Jamal Adams after you said he was a priority, you let Robbie Anderson go. Like you've let guys who are pretty, like <laughs> yeah. either pretty good or good go, and then your first thing is like. Griffin, who hasn't really panned out, like, <laughs> like it's it's kind of questionable. Of like, where are you trying to spend your money? Like, George Fant is good, right? Everyone else on that line, like, he went for more. He went for quantity over, I'd say, quality and more so. Mm-hmm. Like, Font is a quality player, but mm-hmm. McGovern, Lewis, like, <laughs> we're we're not we're not talking about Van like, Roten. Van Roten. We're not talking <laughs> about like high quality guys. Like, I'm not talking about people wise, but just player wise, right? Mm-hmm. So. I don't think as a GM, like there's an optics that has to be present too. And that goes far with other teams as well, right? Like you have mm-hmm. Robert Salah, you got the head coach now, the guys everyone want to look about, look at and just be like, yes, I would play for that guy. But you also got to be the GM too saying, look, I will treat you right if you play for us and you want to be us. 
And I think yeah. the thing is with May too is that he has to understand that coming to the table, like he probably won't get 15, right? And it's like, look, man, I'm paying CJ Mosley, all right? Like I can't, I, there's things on the, he's on the book still. And I, like he's not my signing, but we still have to pay for him. On top of that, I want you here. Like I want you to with this team. So like, can you give us like the hometown discount for this time? Because guess what? He probably, he's probably got like, I mean, he is 27. I don't know how many more years he's got. Right. So he might want to get paid and like, he may have like one more after this uh, contract. It depends. Yeah, but it depends that's, how that's you, why. Yeah. yeah that's tough. why I just see, dude, oh, man. I just don't I, – I feel – so if, if I'm – Or the way that you work it too, right, is that you can give a lot of money up front. Yeah. And then That's true. have a less – But we have, we a, have, have a, a big off down. season ahead of us though. We do have a big off season, but still like I think I think it's I think it's so, manageable. I think – and things can work around. Like if you're telling – like I know, I know free agency is coming up soon. We're going to have trades coming along pretty quickly. But I think if, you know – We'll get to Deshaun Watson later. If you can get like a quarterback that guys can rally behind, that's also the thing. Like, how's the team going to be constructed? People will be willing to take discounts. Like we've seen Mike Evans rated. Like, yeah, I'll take a discount for Chris <laughs> Godwin. Yeah, yeah, and Tom yeah, Brady. Sure, like, sure, sure, so, sure, sure. So it depends on like how the team is moving too. So like we have to keep all of that in perspective. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. So I'm just gonna play the franchise side. So we have February 23rd opens the franchise. The, oh, am, I, am I playing the player side? I mean, you want Marcus May to get paid, which I do too. But I'm I'm now thinking about it. If I'm no, no, if I'm I mean, Joe can, Douglas, we, I mean we we can do roles here. You could be Joe Douglas. I could be yeah, Marcus sure, Smith. okay, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. But I mean, just because I look like him. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, all these <laughs> yeah, low key ball jokes. So um, February 23rd to March 9th is the franchise period. So there's two types of, two types of tenders, right? We have the franchise and the transition tender. Um, and the franchise tag, there's two types of franchise tags. There's the exclusive and the non-exclusive. Uh, the latter is more commonly used. It's a one-year tender, uh, which amounts to the top five salaries, a percentage, which, all, which for this year, the franchise tag is 11.1 mil. All right, It, it kind of got decreased with COVID, which is another... If I'm the GM, I'm playing Joe Douglas right now. That kind of excites me, right? Like a little... Uh, it's I'm kind of getting that that discount from the league. And I have my and I have a high salary cap plus the players are allowed to negotiate with teams under the tag, but their current team has the right to match. And if not, we're compensated with the two first rounders. So if someone comes and, you know, sweeps Marcus May off his feet, we're gonna get another we're gonna get four first rounders for two safety picks in one draft, right? <laughs> or if it plays the right, because I'm 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 thinking if I'm Joe Douglas and you keep mentioning we have nobody else to sign, you're right. We have nobody else to use our franchise tag on. So we have our franchise tag. Our safety is gonna cost eleven mil, which that's that's not that's not nothing to poo-poo on. You know what I mean? I know that Marcus May is probably annoyed and he'd rather have thirteen million for, you know, two or three years. But you know, eleven million on the on the one year plus. I can kind of sell it and say, you know what, we have a new defensive coach. He relies on his safeties. He's taking my word for it that you're really good. So we're gonna give you the eleven million, and he's watched tape on you, and he sees that you're versatile. But he needs to see you in his defense. He needs to see you in practice. He needs to, you know what I mean. He needs so you could tease the eleven mil, and if he likes you, 
I like you already. If, if Salah likes you next year, even during the year, we could, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll start, we'll start talking for next year and we'll, we'll get you that contract. So then you'll even be getting paid more. So you won't get the 13 mil for three years or whatever. You'll get the franchise plus I'll give you the 13 mil for the next three years. That's how I would play it. Yeah, no, that's a legit, that's, that, I mean, it's a, it's a logical way to go about it. Um, and like, it makes sense, right? Like it makes sense to financially do it that way and to, to structure it and use the tag and to get Marcus May on a one-year deal, kind of get like another buffer year to, you know, he gets paid for that one year and then you kind of, kind of helps reset the team, right? In a certain, to a certain extent, especially like salary yeah. cap wise. Um, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, we you know, we yeah, kind of so, have that free money in my, in yeah, my head. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, I'm actually looking at uh, CJ Mosley's contract right now. <laughs> my God. I fucking hate McCagna, bro. <laughs> Hold on. But, I mean, yes, yes, we overpaid for CJ Mosley. And, yes, we overpaid for Le'Veon Bell because at the time, we needed to overpay players like to come join our squad because our culture stinks, blah, blah, blah. We don't have a quarterback. I feel like all these issues are done. People want to play for coach. They want to play for our GM, and we're gonna have a quarterback. We're gonna have an offensive line. Like we, 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 we don't have to start. We don't have to overpay. So yes, I, I, I hate Matt, Mikey Mack. I used to call him um, for really recklessly spending what Idzik, poor Idzik built. Man, that guy built so many assets, got fired, and Mikey Max went. Shopping in one day and bought it all at the Gucci store. Bought Le'Veon Bell, bought CJ Mosley, and he had nothing to show for it. I'm hoping that CJ Mosley sees his opportunity with Salah and absolutely kills it this year. I'm like praying for that, man. Yeah, no, hopefully that does happen. I'd like to see CJ Mosley come back and just be a beast on the field. Um, and like, I hated Idzik too. Like, Idzik was just. We went from like extreme opposites. We went from like no spending to spending, and now a guy who's frugal, which is somewhere in the middle, which I could be fine with. Um, efficient. He's efficient. Yeah, I mean, frugal, <laughs> I mean like frugal is not yeah. like yeah, know, yeah, stingy yeah. is the as stingy is the one that you gotta be worried about. Frugal is a different yeah. story. Um, yeah, you're right. Cause the offensive line was tough, man. Pat Elfine. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, it makes sense. Like it makes sense. Like the the only the only thing I, I could say is that. Like I already, I already put it out there. Like for the player, like you, you got to treat the player right, right? And like teams look at that. Teams like pay attention to like how are you treating the guy that was homegrown that was drafted by the team? Yeah, sure, you didn't draft the guy, but how are you treating him now that's produced for you on a cheap deal? How are you going to take care of him moving forward? Because that is important, right? We're seeing, we're seeing this NFL we talked about last week on the pod when we opened up. Like it's becoming a, like we are seeing this like player empowerment slowly come through the NFL like it did through the nba so it's yep. it's gonna happen and like it's just being prepared like we're seeing guys trying to take like control of their own destiny right mm-hmm. it's it's coming around so that's the only thing i, I can add on to that mm-hmm. there's there's nothing more yeah so just to close out uh the tag situations um again opened up february 23rd ends on march 9th which happens to be marcus may's birthday uh, <laughs> and John's birthday. <laughs> so, and then, so again, there's two tags. There's the franchise and the transition. There's two types of franchise tags, exclusive and non-exclusive. 
really has more to do with who can negotiate. Exclusive tag, the player cannot negotiate with the other team. So onto the, the transition tag, it's kind of like the restricted free agent for, uh, for basketball, where the original team can uh, refuse to match any offer, but uh, the player can negotiate with other teams. So the transition tag is actually less money. It's $9.5 million. So if you if those come through, whether it's eleven million for the franchise or nine million for the transition, um, that 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 matters there. So that kind of wraps it up on that talk. But man, the the Jets are still kind of busy this off season. Besides the franchise tag stuff, because all the NFL teams got a memo, um, kind of detailing how they can go about their off season with the with this, with COVID going on. So you can't have players anywhere. You can't really meet with players. You can't have dinners. You can't do any of that stuff, which I think is a would be a huge disadvantage for the pre-Joe Douglas Salah Jets. I would be pissing my pants right now if it was McCagnan and Adam Gase and we couldn't meet with the players. Like We, like we would have the worst draft of all time. <laughs> so, man, I'm, I'm really excited about that. And I'm even more excited that we kind of don't even know what they're doing. As you mentioned many times, Joe Douglas is keeping everything to the chest. And I was, I've been kind of annoyed, like when I research it and I kind of want to know who we're visiting and who we're talking to and I can't find anything. So the latest report we have is that they've spoken to six NFL prospects. The seniors began in February. So every, it's all open. Um, the only ones that are publicly reported and confirmed out of the six, alleged six, <laughs> are three running backs. Oregon State's Jamar Jefferson, Buffalo's Jarrett Patterson, and a man by the name of Najee Harris from Alabama. <laughs> Your boy. <laughs> My boy, dude. Najee Harris, dude, 6'3", 230 pounds. Beat out Damien Harris, Josh Jacobs, and Bo Scarborough as a junior on, when he was in Alabama. And he stayed for another year, casually won the Doc Walker Award, which is the best running back in college football, unanimous All-American, was a 1,400 yards, like 26 touchdowns, almost six yards of carry, two touchdowns in the championship. Like, this guy has been absolutely murdering. For two years, sure, it's Alabama, but they have pretty stiff competition. And again, he beat some pretty stiff competition at running back. Even if you don't love Damien Harris, Josh Jacobs, and Bo Scarborough, like they're they're all NFL running backs. So, uh, uh, Najee Harris, the fact that the fact that Oregon State, Buffalo, and Najee and the uh, Alabama's Najee Harris are the running backs that are confirmed that they're talking to excites me, of course, but it makes me confident in one thing, Alex. We kind of know what we're talking about here because these running backs, guess what? They all play in the outside zone and they could all fit the outside zone Michael Floor scheme. So we know, (laughs) we kind of know the direction of our coach. We kind of know the direction of our GM. These guys are leaders, Jamar Jefferson, Jared Patterson, and Najee Harris were all leaders on their squad. So these are all the types of guys that the Jets have been looking for, at least for the last year or two. 
Yeah, no, it is. And I think what's more important is that it hasn't been leaked about, and it'd definitely be leaked if they looked at a quarterback. So I know it's still early that they could still look at a quarterback, but the fact that they looked at running backs first, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty intriguing. I don't know. What do you think about that? It excites me, man, because I really don't think we have the, um, I think we have the running back depth, but I don't think we have the running back starter on our team. I I agree, but what is that? All, does it like I guess because it's still open. It's still open about like what we could be doing at quarterback. Um, I mean, we're going to talk about it later. So it's just it to to me. I find it very interesting that it's kind of like a honestly when I start hearing that like that you're looking at a running back. It seems like you're either set with what you have or you're set with what may be coming in the future. We're going to talk about that later because I know I, I know yeah. it's just a tease at this point. But yeah. um, no, I find it very interesting. And I like that you know we're looking for like good running backs. I know on the last pod I said that we can't really invest in a running back unless we have that piece now that can help us. Mm-hmm. Or they believe in the organization that they have that piece on that team. So mm-hmm. – it's interesting that they're looking at running backs. That's the only thing I, I, I like. That's the thing that's sticking out in my head because usually, like even like even when we had Mac here, right? Mm-hmm. Quarterback was like the first thing. It was like, yeah, we need a quarterback. Like we got to yeah. look at quarterbacks. Even under Idzik, we looked at quarterbacks. Like we looked at Geno Smith. We were trying to look, look scout everybody who we potentially may like. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, man. It's interesting that this front that this front office led by Joe Douglas and the coaching staff is looking at a running back. I I, I yeah. can't I just can't yeah I can't I can't put that on my head. It's so interesting because it, who looks at running like backs? Le- exactly, you're making you're right. Who looks at running backs when you're yeah, done? Who, when you're done like, with everything? When you're done with that, like who's looking at running? Like it's like we need offensive line help. We need we <laughs> yeah. need other things too. Like I'm not like <laughs> yeah. excluding like it's not yeah, just edge rusher. We need edge rusher guards, we this, but we're looking at a, we're looking at a running back. Like that's kind yeah. of. Three running backs. Yeah, three out of, three like, out of the reported six. So and that, 50% and like, of what we know. And that's the crazy thing, right? Is that we looked at three out of six running backs. And usually when you're thinking about running back, it's you ha- like you're ready to bolster your offense. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's an interesting point. So, t- to me, it excites me because we're not going to spend or at least – even medium to to premium spend on running backs and free agency, like we're going to be bargain hunting at the very most. You know what I mean? If we're if we're trying to draft a running back, there's no way we're signing like a we're not spending money on a running back, which is good. I I like that. Hell um, no. Yeah, I'm so done with that shit, bro. Because like, yeah, exactly. And if any if anyone if I if if you're an NFL fan or if, like and you're wondering why we shouldn't spend money on a running back. I don't know where you've been the last couple of years. <laughs> Just look around the league. Like, it's not honestly, fantasy. Draft them first in fantasy and not in the real NFL draft. And, and and screw, we don't even have to look around the league. Just look at our own fucking team last season. Just honestly, <laughs> like, yeah. I, if you, if you really think we got spot on our running back, I question your, I question that thought process. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, I'm not going to question Joe Douglas and the coaching staff's thought process, though. So, what it. Uh, it's very interesting, like you said. So what it means to me is we're kind of set at quarterback. You're kind of right, man. We're going to jump into that because it means two things to me. It means, one, 
for sure, we're not drafting a quarterback at two. We're not drafting a quarterback at two and then drafting a running back. At, Najee Harris is either going at 23 or the top of the second round. He's not getting to the third round. So you're telling me that we're going to draft Zach Wilson and then Najee Harris and then, oh, yeah, maybe a guard? Like, there's no chance. That makes that's no happening. sense. Yeah, there's, there's uh, no chance. Like, that's that's not even happening in your Madden like drafts. Like, I, I can't imagine that happening. It's why we joke about the Giants. Like, it's why we joke about David Gettleman. And I know some people are, like, in that camp, like, oh, he's fine. And some, like, while I was writing at Empire Rights back, no one really liked David Gettleman because, like, why do – like, Saquon Barkley is a beast. Don't even get me wrong about that, okay? Dude is phenomenal. It's sad that he got injured this season. I need to judge him. Huh? And, and, and he's a Jets and, fan. And, and his dad's a Jets fan. Yeah, well, he's from, he's from the BX, bro. He's from the BX. Throw up, the, throw up those X's, all right? Um, but look, he and his favorite running back is Curtis Martin. Let's just throw that out there, too. Um, Let's go. But, but with Barkley, right, what didn't make sense is that why are you taking a running back unless you're sure at your quarterback position that you're going to be rocking with him? At the time, it was Eli Manning. So you know Eli Manning only had so much – left in the tank so it did like maybe you're trying to get a last hurrah but that didn't really make sense um to pair with i remember freaking out dude i remember being at the bar freaking out hoping to god that they did not draft sam darnold and And when it said when it said saquon barkley i was with my brother actually i actually have a video of it someone video my cousin videoed us watching it uh because they just knew i was so excited about the sam darnold draft and once i saw saquon barkley name pop up i went nuts at the bar like a crazy person like no one was really watching this draft i was going absolutely insane i was like oh my god oh my god they didn't draft sam darnold so i completely agree with you man i could not believe it you know i was stoked i was stoked so it's a perfect analogy like like you like you take you take a running back as the like it's what they it's like what kansas city did right they knew they had something in pat Mahomes, like that's like a different situation when you see someone like pat mahomes like who came in like the end of the previous season like when they had Alex Smith, right? You're like, okay, even if we don't use Pat Mahomes, we have Alex Smith who's here for a while, and what we need left is a, is a running back. So you get Kareem Hunt, right? Or it's like, yo, we have Tom mm-hmm. Brady, but we need a running back. So you get like a Sony Michelle. Um, mm-hmm. If we're not set at quarterback, you're not getting a running back. That yeah. makes an absolutely no sense. It, like, no, because by the time yeah. you get the quarterback, right? who takes longer to develop than the running back, you have to pay the running back and then the quarterback, which like, why even do that? Like you, like you get the quarterback, then you supply the, then you supply them with the running back. Like it, that, that's yeah, man. like in certain situations, it's not the, it's not like the, the black and white rule, but for the most part, that's how teams usually work. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. And we can, we can move on, but, if we can draft, I'm just going to say before we even jump right into it, but if we could draft a guard and Najee Harris yo, within the first two rounds. That's insane. And have a quarterback, that would be insane. That's insane. And it's possible and- because both of those two things could happen in the second round. Like Najee Harris and a guard could both be picked in the second round. We could not even have any of the, our two first-round picks. And we could be all set. And let's yeah. talk about how that could happen, oh, Alex. But I just, want, I just want to give you one more example because I know people yeah. are questioning out there for the running back quarterback situation. You got Todd Gurley first before Jared Goff, right? 
Mm-hmm. Who you like? You paid, and what happened to both of them? Nothing came out yeah. of it. Yeah, Todd like, Gurley hit his prime before Jared Goff did. Yeah, that's a problem. Look, here we go. You want to see the other one? Carson Wentz, who had a really good season, had like Jay Ajayi behind him and Garrett Blount. And where they go? Garrett Blount. Say it right. Blount. Blount. <laughs> People go back and forth. Good. But look, look where they went. Right? You had not guys you probably take high in the draft, but. Where yeah. the last position? Where do you the last position you worry about? You don't. You don't do that. So, Absolutely. But let's move Absolutely. on. Let's move on. Let's move on to the quarterback. Let's move on to what everyone is making fun of us for. We're officially the joke of the of the Deshaun Watson saga. The Jets fans are, and hey, man, we can't stop talking about it. So here we are, and it looks like, as we mentioned on our pod, and. To give credit where credit is due, it looks like Mike Lombardi was right. The Texans decided that they're not going to let Deshaun Watson's marketing team negotiate his trade in the media. Like, <laughs> And we're laughing about it now, but we all thought at the time, we're like, oh yeah, it's all over, no trade clause, and it's all, all going to be set. We're going to get Deshaun Watson for a seventh round pick. So, still looks like that to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I know, I know. It kind of does, but I don't know about seventh. But it does feel we're gonna get him on a kind of a bargain. But the, the the chips have kind of moved. Then Lombardi was right on the money. He said I would go and tell my quarterback if he's demanding a trade with a no trade clause. Give me three teams that you officially waive your no trade clause for, and I'll negotiate with those three teams whatever I like, and we'll get it done. So the rumors are the New York Jets, yes. the Miami Dolphins. Makes no sense. <laughs> and we have a third team that just entered the mix, the Carolina yeah. Panthers. Yeah, it's just, it's just throwing shit against the wind. I'm not even buying that one. <laughs> really? Wow. Okay, so, so they've, been, they've been doing some interesting things around their squad. Low-key cutting players to save some money, negotiating some contracts, not picking up Curtis Samuel. And rumoring a Christian McCaffrey and a couple first round picks trade. So I love that you started screaming makes no sense as soon as it said the Dolphins. So let's kind of flip it. Let's kind of flip the tables a little bit. Let's just be the Houston Texans because obviously we're the Jets fans. We want Deshaun Watson. We'll give him the two first round picks this year whatever or three first round picks total trade sam for a second and move on like we're all on the same page here okay but let's be the houston texans first of all you're in the afc right so one thing is the carolina Panthers are in the nfc so that that's kind of helpful you don't have to think about the jets or the dolphins the jets have the best pick in the draft and they have a quarterback so that's something to think about and then you have the rumor that came out of Ron McLean of the Houston Chronicle, who was their beat writer for the Houston Texans, and really get we get all the, all the news from him. He said two things. One, he said the Houston Texans want three first-round picks and a player like Quinn Williams, so like a superstar player. And the second thing he said was the Dolphins and the Panthers and these teams are rumored. He doesn't really see the Texans trading Deshaun Watson. However, if they do trade him, he does see it going to the Jets. So that's really all the facts we know, all the current updated facts we know about Deshaun Watson and kind of what teams are sniffing at. 
So if you're the Texans, like where where, where do you where, where do you start? Where are you looking? Because obviously it's dead here. You cut JJ Watt. Maybe you'll franchise Will Fuller if you feel like it. But for the most part, you're you're in a complete rebuild. New GM, new coach, new everything. So you have these three teams. They won't stop calling you. Like what? Where are you going, Alex? What are you doing here? So looking at these three teams. It's not going to be the Dolphins, all right? Like, let's think about what the Texans need if they got to move Watson. They're going to need a quarterback, okay? We cannot just we cannot circumvent that thought, okay? You're, so you're going to tell me that they're going to trade with the Miami Dolphins and either get uh, Tua and the third back? It makes no sense. Why would it makes you, no sense because the Jets are number two? Yeah, like why? Why? Why even go? Like what? What second best Tua, quarterback? What did get the second best quarterback? What did Tua do this season to show that? Like honestly, like if you're if you're telling me like the team that make like if you're telling me if you're talking about a team that's more prepared for Deshaun Watson, Miami Dolphins hands down right now they're prepared based on what they did this past season ten and six they got they got a solid they got a solid core between the line weapons and the running back with Gasecki. You got your wide receivers and Devonta Parker. Um, you know that that makes sense. You know what I mean, um, and the defense is is pl- played well, so it makes sense that actually that doesn't like Deshaun like going there wouldn't be that far out of like conception unless they had the assets. They don't have like the assets in my mind to like you're not if I'm the Texans, why would I want Tua and the third? Like, why would I want my <laughs> yeah. pickback and the third? Like, why would no? Why would I want my pickback and Tua? Like. Tua is like, I just don't see why they would want like. They, well, what if they get what if they get the the right tackle or left tackle from uh, Oregon, Sewell? I mean, yeah, but still, like, you're still trusting Tua to like. What did Tua show you this season that he was like worth? He's back and forth in and out with Fitzpatrick. That makes no sense. I'm sorry, but if you're in and out with Fitzpatrick, you're. You know, unless it's due to injury, which it wasn't all, which it wasn't. So for most of the, for most of the time, uh, not really compelling to me that you're ready to yeah. like step into the reins and uh, yeah. be a quarterback. You know, like when we saw Kyler Murray step on the field, there are flashes that he could extend the play, some like Wilson esque type of stuff that he did. Not saying that he's Russell Wilson, but there's Wilson esque stuff, the way he likes to scramble and stuff, and he can. Throw the ball downfield. It's got a good arm. You can, I can buy that. Tua didn't show anything that I could be like. All right, that's I can hook. I can hook it to that. I, like, and if I want the third, like what? Like, I don't know. Are you taking the third just to draft a a tackle like that? Really? Like, don't you want to? Like, everyone's hyping up Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. So, wouldn't you want the third and whoever else from the Dolphins? Which I don't know if they necessarily have a star player, but that's. Like, I mean, you. Like, I, to be honest, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more with Tua, dude. Like, I always hate on the Ohio State quarterbacks. Can you name me a good Alabama quarterback in the NFL besides our, our boy, like Joe Namath? Like, I don't like nobody. Like, literally nobody. Like Mc, McCarron, like Greg McElroy, our boy. <laughs> McElroy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we, what are we talking about? You know, that, like, there's really no precedent there either. For uh, for the quarterbacks, Mac Jones. Like, are you are you are you on the Mac Jones train? Like, I don't I don't really I don't really love what I see 
from the, from the modern NFL prospect quarterbacks from Alabama or even the, the old ones. Like, you want to even talk, talk about like Richard Todd. Like, that was, that was a judge quarterback we drive from Alabama too back in the day, like in the late seventies. He stunk. So <laughs> I don't know. We've been, we've been, we've been like scripting the Alabama narrative for, especially with Greg McElroy. It's like, oh, well, Joe Namath went to Alabama. And it's like, oh, maybe there's hope. And like, a lot of those guys are just like, you know, like agent McCann. Yeah, you're right. Like, they're game, they're game managers. So like, right. he, he replaced Kenny Stabler too. Like, it, it, you're right. It's, it's all Alabama. Like, just you, like, like we're you, riding that dream. Like, what do you, what do you want? So like that, like, the fit for Watson on the Dolphins makes sense. Don't get me wrong. It's the assets they're getting back in return. And so the other part portion of this that we have to think about is the three picks that they want. I don't think they're going to three first rounders. That's just insane. Um, I don't think the Dolphins would do that. And I don't think the Panthers would do that. Uh, just because. You think the Jets are going to do that? I don't think the Jets are going to do that either. And that's why I think the value is actually going to drop. <laughs> you, no don't think, gonna... you don't think he's getting three first rounders? If they have to give three first-rounders, fine. I will gladly give three first-rounders for Deshaun Watson. But the thing that the Jets have is more first-rounders than those other teams. Do you and and higher and higher picks as well. Not just and, not just quantity, yeah. but also quality in it, in the pick because we do have the literal number two pick in the in the draft. And, and that's the two quarterback draft apparently. Apparently, uh, and that's where uh, and that's where this joke of like they that's why it makes no sense. So. Why would they take like this is where like the Jets can just like blow them away like to a certain degree where it's like you're gonna take two and a th- and a third be my guest miss out I'll gladly sit here laughing at your ass that okay you so out. so what but, if what if everybody's offering three first round picks and a player if that's a I think I think all three you, teams all three teams. I you got Christian think- McCaffrey, Quinn and Williams, and Tua. It's not Tua. It's not the Dolphins. Although it makes more sense for, like I said, Deshaun to go there. Um, I think you'd take probably Christian McCaffrey. Although, I, like, I gave you my whole spiel about running backs, but I think the Texans yeah. are stupid enough to take an f- offensive weapon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they, uh, yeah, and and then they they pair him up with the with the with the you know first round quarterback. Well. But then you because, get the number eight spot from the Panthers. Yeah, if, yeah. So, Which, like Trey Lance. Yeah, you probably take Trey Lance. So yeah. unless, ju- unless not Justin Fields, Justin. no one's gonna do that. Or maybe, maybe, maybe eight. He actually. may drop. The, he may like. Do you, I think he? I, do you think he'll drop that far to like yeah. take him? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if you think he'll drop that far, I think they, there's an. I think there is a chance yeah. that uh, he could be taken. True. Too. You're so, actually right. You're actually right. Justin Fields could go eight. Yeah. So like, I think, like, I think, I think it can go like. Like it makes like if if you're if all three are giving so if you're Houston picks, yeah you're Houston what are you doing yeah I'm, ta- I'm taking the Panthers okay like, so uh, that's what that, would be real yeah so that's 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 really the worry uh, right now that the Panthers are just gonna go all out uh, and give him McCaffrey because they don't have a quarterback at all and yeah, they, Bridgewater said he's not they're not resigning him he like unfollowed them he was pissed off or whatever. Yeah, um, so here's my uh, here, here's my thing with that. So like you're gonna give up three first rounders, and then you gotta build it around Deshaun Watson. For Carolina, that sounds good. Yeah, why no, not? It, sound, it sounds good, but how are you building around Deshaun Watson? Oh, they'll, but, they'll they don't care. They're just trying they're just trying to get a quarterback. Once you get the quarterback, they'll figure it out. They have a solid defense. You know what I mean? Like running backs, 
they're, uh, they'll probably re-sign Davis. He, he, you know, he did fine. And, you know, call it a day. They're going to have Deshaun Watson, just like us. Like, we'll be, you know what I mean? Like, do anything yeah, for no, him. I, I, I get that. I get that. That This is where I don't like – if the Panthers really go all in on giving three first-round picks, you got Deshaun Watson for – I just don't see, like, what type of players are getting in that time frame to, like, actually win. Like, yeah. I get it. Like, you so – Let's put let's play this out. You're, you you get Deshaun Watson, right? You're still in the. Actually, it might be even pretty good because Drew Brees could be retiring. Matt Ryan's not that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so it actually might. And he's be NFC and NFC. Yeah. But you gotta go to Tom Brady. For yeah, one, yeah. two more years. But, but, yeah, they're not thinking about that. You know, everyone, everyone's happy. Like Carolina will be happy. Texans might be happy because they're away. So that's the one worry I'm having. I think the final. Because I agree with you. I think Joe Douglas is like, listen, man, you want to do that? Go right ahead. I'm not offering three first-round picks and the star player. So if that's what you're going to get from Carolina, be my guest. But just so you know, I have the number two pick. So do you do whatever you want? I think that the Jets offer is probably going to be the number two pick. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be next year's first-round pick for the Jets. And I don't think they're going to give up the 23 this year. So I think if, if the, if the Texans are mandatory asking for three first round picks and the Jets like agree to that, they would give them the, the number two and two and both of the first next year. I think that would, if, if it had to be three, what I really see happening is a first, our number two pick this year, a number one pick next year and like a third, maybe our third this year, or okay. our second this year, because the Houston doesn't have a first or a second round pick this year. They literally do not have one. They traded them both away, so they're looking for assets this year. So, or if they want, they just take the our two first round picks this year and leave us alone, and then we can trade Sam Darnold for a second. So we'll technically have, you know, we'll, we'll have that top pick in the second round which will kind of be like a first and we'll have that you know another second round pick for Sam Darnold plus we'll have the two third round picks we'll be fine and then we'll have the two first round picks next year you know what I mean but I don't think that's happening I do think we're going to draft 23 okay that's my like that's my big bold prediction with no matter what is happening I think the Jets are going to draft number 23 this year yeah I can get behind them drafting at 23 this season um I don't think that one will be gone the number two pick would definitely have to be gone. I like what I like. The I don't fact think they're drafting at two. Also, I don't think they're yeah. drafting at two. No, I don't think they're drafting at two either. Um, I think it's going to be moved. Um, but I like the package that you discussed to give up for Houston. I think that is the package. I don't see how a team can like. Sure, Carolina gives up three, right? Like, I'm, like I'm just playing this out. Like, you got to build around the dude too. Like, you got to be realistic. Like, you can go all in on a quarterback, and we just saw what happened. In uh, in Houston. So who's to say that Deshaun Watson gets there, has a bad time the first two seasons, and now he's asking mm-hmm. for a trade? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's one thing to say, like, like don't get me wrong. NFL teams are stupid, and they do stupid things. Like, you're going to get that. Like, it's just it just is what it is in this league. Um, but... I just like this guy who runs the Panthers. He's a hedge fund guy. I know they, I know it, there may be like an aggressive, like, 
turntable and trying to get the team right. Um, I, it's, I don't know, man. Sells like, the tickets. I know it sells the tickets, but like you Robbie Anderson, build, Deshaun Watson. You got to build a squad. <laughs> I love Robbie, but that's not a squad. Don't do that. <laughs> no, no, I know. No, um, uh, they have a defense. They have a they have a they have a legitimate defense. They have a legitimate defense, but I don't know. Or like giving up Christian McCaffrey just to get Deshaun Watson. Like what did Deshaun? Like let's look at what we saw in Houston. Like he lost to Philip fucking Rivers. They had no defense. <laughs> and, but like that's the thing. So like they have a solid defense. But you I know, I know, offensive offense. line. Yeah, they have you also no need line. offense. You also yeah, need yeah. an offense. You know what I mean? Like, so you don't like, think the Panthers? Your your thing is you don't think the Panthers are going to spend the three first round picks and McCaffrey for Watson? I think they would. I just don't. Oh. I think I think they would. I'm just like it. Just doesn't make. I'm just actually I'm most. Okay. I'm most so here's my final speaking. question. It's just here's speaking, my final just question. Like it doesn't make sense. Here's my final question. As you as a Texans guy, I'm offering you. These two things, right? We're, we're, Miami's out. You don't care about Tua. So here's my two things for you. You have the first, the Carolina first round pick this year. You have their second round pick this year. And you have Christian McCaffrey. And you have their first pick next year. And maybe like, a, I don't know if the NFL does this, but let's just be creative and let's give them a right to swap in 2023. Like like in the NBA, like a right, like whoever has, I think we do, I think we do have that actually, because I think that, that that's going on with the. Actually, I'm not sure if that's the NFL. Thing. You have the, isn't with that, Seattle? I think, that, I think Seattle and did Seattle and like Carolina or like San Francisco? I'm not sure. Like, it's definitely an NBA thing, but let's just be creative and let's just say it's a thing. So we'll give the first and the second this year, <laughs> the first next year, and then you get McCaffrey, and as my third quote unquote first round pick, even though you're already getting the second, I'll give you the option to swap. So that would be your Carolina deal. And then the Jets deal you have sitting on the table. You could have Darnold if you want, but it doesn't look like you're interested. So I'll give you the number two pick. I'll give you next year's first round pick. You could choose if you want ours or Seattle. It's up to you. I'll give you one of our thirds this year. So you'll have two first round picks and I'll give you a second too. I'll give you. I'll give you a top second. So you'll get two first round picks, a second, and a third this year. So you get one, two, three this year, and one next year. Which one are you taking? Between the teams, which one am I taking? Yeah, because like, because remember, it's number eight. The only things you really know that are guaranteed are the number eight and the number two, and you know our, our second round picks at the top of the draft. Uh, we're gonna give you the. We'll get like a third Honestly, or the fifth like, or whatever. Uh, one more time. How much? What are the assets Panth- uh, Panthers are giving? So the Panthers are giving you their first this year is number eight. Mm-hmm. Their second pick, which mm-hmm. is right there as well. Next mm-hmm. year's first round pick, mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. and a right to swap the year after. Okay. And the, We're Jets give, are- the Jets are giving you the number two pick this year. Mm-hmm. The numbers, the second round pick this year. Mm-hmm. Either a third or a fifth. Mm-hmm. Let's just uh, whatever. Uh, and next year's first round pick, you could choose Seattle or New York. I gotta go with the Panthers, bro. Yeah, I think I. I feel like I feel like that's what's. Ha- I feel like that's what. I, I, again, speculation. Uh, just based on kind of like what we're hearing, I just feel like that's what's gonna be. On, I feel like the Panthers are gonna 
overpay like the New York Jets of Mikey Mack days. Yeah, I mean, it, nothing would shock me, dude. Nothing would shock yeah. me. I like when I when I'm when I was speaking, it's more so like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, to do it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did do it. Um, from Carolina side, yeah, from the Carolina side, like yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. It just doesn't make sense. Honestly, it doesn't make sense because you got to build around him. Like, yeah. I don't know. I like I know it's like I know the whole thing more so. They're more so thinking about like selling tickets. Like, fuck the Super Bowl. Like, Super Bowl is like the the. You want to make sure you're generating revenue revenue so that way it's not like a you're just burning cash every year. And if that means bringing Deshaun Watson, fine. If they're making the playoffs, fine. Like you're doing your job, but you know, like it just. I know they're. Pro- I don't know if they're thinking about. I know they always say the thing about Super Bowl. Probably not. They just worry about making the playoffs and being entertaining. Um, but yeah, I'd probably yeah. go with the Panthers. I'd go with the Panthers, man. Like that's a deal. Like every time I'm going to get Christian McCaffrey, I have the chance to draft Trey Lyles or Justin Fields and just work around that. It makes absolutely no sense, but sure, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I uh, you know we that's enough of us playing you know trade machine with the draft picks. It's just that these are this is what we have uh, that the writers are reporting. These are kind of the options on the table. It's narrowed down to these three teams. As things get a little clearer, as the as the NFL season opens March seventeenth, it'll be clearer where we're picking, and we'll definitely get you guys the draft coverage. We need a lot more than a quarterback, which is why I'm so hesitant. At the end of the day, Alex, you were kind of joking with me before the pod started, before we started recording. You asked me, what's your dream scenario with the Jets? You want to know what my dream scenario is? And I don't think I've even said this out loud. My dream scenario is we just keep Sam Darnold. (laughs) We trade down from number two with a desperate team that's not too far off. Like the Atlanta Falcons or even the Carolina Panthers. They want to trade up for that number two. We'll still stay in the top five with Atlanta or the top ten with Carolina. Get some more assets. And people trade up a lot for a two-quarterback draft. If everyone's talking about the Mormon Mahomes out with Zach Wilson in BYU. And we start just drafting, dude. We just start drafting. We draft whatever we get with the eight. We can even get the offensive tackle. If we want, we can get Mika Parsons if you even want to. Then we have the 23 pick. You can do whatever you want there. You can get the cornerbacks. You can get Najee Harris. You can do anything you want. Then you have the second round pick. You still have your two-thirds. You have your two first round picks next year. So honestly, I I, I love I want Deshaun Watson more than anything. I'm not too upset or down or anything if we keep Sam Darnold. The only thing that's going to annoy me is the fan base, which I know is very petty of me, but the the fan base and the beat writers are going to be just tearing Sam Darnold apart. Everything he does, it's going to be too much, and the media, and this and that, his contract's going to be up, and it's going to be a whole thing, right? Yeah, and it's going to be a whole thing. Like, we get it. It's going to be over, like, if you like Sam, apparently, like, if you like Sam Darnold, you're a clown. How can you not like Justin <laughs> Fields or uh, Zach Wilson? Okay, like I have an opinion and, you know, I just, you know, I was recently on Why We're Fans uh, podcast this past weekend. 
And we got into a conversation about drafting quarterbacks. And drafting quarterbacks is so fucking hard, dude. There's things that we're not privy to that makes a really good quarterback, which is behind the scenes. Like, what is their personality? What's their demeanor? Like, what is their intelligence? You know, it's more than just watching, like, them chuck a fucking football down the field that they can complete a 70-yard pass. You know, (laughs) it's like... In shorts. In shorts. And it's like, what else goes into them, right? Are Are they teachable? Can they learn? Like, can Justin Fields read past the first read? Find yes. out next time <laughs> on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, can he do that? Like, um, and, and like, it's so hard to figure out. Like, that's why, like, when you watch, like, Josh Allen, like, no, like, remember what everyone said? It's like, do you want Josh Allen? All he has is a cannon. He wasn't in this in Wyoming and da 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 da. And look at him. He's playing well. But everyone was telling me that, uh, you know, and I'm not like slandering uh Darnold, but who who is it? Uh Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen was a quarterback to be looking out for. And he like what what is it? We were talking about Tua, right? And, like, what did Tua show you this season that you're like so hyped about? Everyone was hyping up Jared Goff. And where's Jared what is what has Jared Goff done? Like Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz? What has Carson Wentz done? Yo, we hype up all these quarterbacks, and this is what I get tired of. It's like everyone's like, it's the same thing every year, and it seems like no one can get out of this fucking rhythm. It's like we hype up quarterbacks <laughs> so much that it's like I don't care that they're first rounders. Like we don't ha- like if you're a good team, you don't find them necessarily that high up. Like how far was Deshaun Watson taken? We skipped him. Yeah, we skipped him. He was passed. He went in the yeah. teens. The Michael Jordan of quarterbacks. Yeah. What about Patrick Mahomes? Another one that went back into the teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he was a beast at Texas Tech. Yep. And, uh, yo, I know everyone's like, oh, Texas Tech. Well, yeah. Why would you want a guy from there? Or it's like, Deshaun yeah, the was passed on. It's like, oh, yeah, but guess what? He had like Sammy Watkins and all these other. D- it's like, yeah. okay, well, the Sammy Watkins is. We all try to evaluate. The NFL is the hardest thing to freaking evaluate, and I just, yeah. I just love how everyone just like gets on us, like, like it's so hard. Like, and I shouldn't say the NFL. College to the NFL is the hardest thing to evaluate. You don't know what that player is going to be. Remember when we had Quentin Copels? It was like the motor was an issue, uh, and it's like we yeah. all like people are like, oh, don't worry, that's going to be that's going to be yeah. fine. You know what I mean? Like that's going to be fine. Like, it was never worry. fine. It was never fine. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Like, all right, so let's end, let's end on this. What is your dream scenario for My the Jets? Scenario? Yeah, just like if you could write it up. Like mine is keeping Donald trading down and just drafting. We I think we'd have the best team in the NFL if if we did that. No joke, Dude, uh, especially uh, with our cap space. <laughs> like I think that is the best case scenario. New coaches, just, everyone loves Donald. Our coaches love him. Everything will be perfect. Just keep Donald draft. Find the other positions that we need first. Like I'm not sold. Like, I can't – it's so hard for me to be sold that it's a two-quarterback draft because guess what? It was a two-quarterback draft with Wentz and Goff once again. So, like, I'm not doing that, all right? Winston Mariota. Winston Mariota, two-quarterback draft. Oh, my God. And it's like we, we keep doing this every year. But this – like, so, I like, we keep Darnold. We draft. We get assets. Move along because guess what? I know what I have in Darnold at least. And if we don't need him, we can move on. But if, if you want – the, the the GM that everyone's just like praising right now to hitch his wagon to a rookie quarterback that's like questionable, like that he will then have his name tied to. I don't know if you want to do that. 
I, I, I don't know if he wants to do that. I don't think he's fully sold. Once again, he looked at three out of the six prospects were running backs. I don't think he's sold either. So if he's not sold, and if we love the way that he's draft, I don't know. I'd just rather keep, I'd rather roll with Sam Darnold, give him a coach, see what can happen. And there's nothing wrong with that. We saw Alex Smith get better. It's fine. Look, everyone told everyone. I love how everyone also was like, I, I just got to throw this in there because this is, this is all like the, the Twitter, like NFL, like scouts and GMs out there. Lamar Jackson is only uh, a running back. I guess you're all wrong on that one too. But, yeah. Hey, well, yeah. Please, or a wide receiver. Oh, please, but please tell me how Zach Wilson is the next coming of just like, I don't know, fucking Peyton Manning, please. Yeah, just just leave me alone. Yeah, so I, I, it looks like it looks like we're both. You know, it's it's funny, man. It's funny because you you started off this whole podcast talking about how how we disagree, and it looks like we're agreeing a lot when it comes to the Jets, as we like hypothesized, I guess, in the beginning. For the Jets stuff, we mostly agree. I mean, there's, I mean, it's. I think NBA is interesting. And I feel like you're a big NBA fan. There, there's so many different concepts you can go back and forth with. There's things that other people can see that do work. NFL, there's just kind of like, there's kind of like a thing that you you see that happens over and over again. It's just picking up on the pattern. It's like, what quarterback mm-hmm. in the top like in the top five was drafted that won a Super Bowl? I'm, I'll wait. Yeah. Besides Peyton Manning, please, I'll wait. Right. Yeah, just just tell me, just tell me in the last twenty years, just tell me how many like I just I just get tired of it, man. I just really get tired of it. I just get tired of just saying like I don't know what I'm seeing because I like Sam Darnold because what I see on the field is like <laughs> this is some correctable shit. Other than just saying hey, let's just go draft a guy who then now we need to teach who guess what you do in the I hate when we also get like so hyped on passing in college. It's like oh my god, he just completed an eighty yard pass, and it's like yeah. Because there was no one around the other his wide receiver, <laughs> but sure, let's let's talk about how that was great. Yeah, yeah. great arm talent. Because great yeah, arm that, talent takes you so far. Yeah, that's and that's and that's the whole thing, man. That's really my gripe on Justin Fields and him not really reading past option and how his offensive linemen, top recruits, his wide receivers, top recruits, you know, and not even close to their competition, even though they're in the same conference. Like, what's Rutgers doing? Compared, you know, compared, like, you know, Illinois. Like, what are we, what are we talking about? So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I have really nothing to add uh, to this. I, I, I think we're going to – best case scenario for me, we franchise Marcus May, give him 11 mil. We keep Sam Darnold. We trade down. Like, we just, like, talk about frugal. Like that's that, if I'm Joe Douglas, like I I just think that's what he's that's the best case. I think I like I I, I the only thing I'd say is just pay Marcus May. That's the only way I disagree with you. I just say just pay Marcus May, make him happy, show that we actually like our players. That's what I'm going to disagree with you. Yeah. All right. Um. And with that, that wraps it up for another Jets episode on the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. But please stay tuned for the etc. portion. All right, so you can get that. Uh, Immigrant, Immigrant parent, corner. parent corner with our producer Ricey. Let's get it. Welcome back, everyone, from the break for our et cetera portion. So, John, take it away, man. Let us know what we got for today, bro. Oh man. So <laughs> let's start. Let's start with what we were just talking about. Um, 
earlier with the Warriors Knicks game, since it happens to be our next game. We had the Draymond Green uh presser. Well, he's just been going off, dude. He's got the presser talking about the trades and all this player empowerment. Then he's got he's losing games with two seconds left versus the Hornets because a double technical foul. Like things are just going on with Draymond. So let me I'll ask you guys two things. One, I'm not, what do you think? Let, let's start. Let's start here. What do you guys think of him talking about the professionalism and basically that how they treated Drummond? And how they're treating players when they tell them they're going to be benched, and they're not going to, and they're going to be traded, and how they still have to act professional, and how they're treating the players like assets. Can we just comment on that? Because I have some thoughts myself on, on Draymond's weird presser. Sure, um, Bryce, you want to go first? Or you want me to take it? Yeah, um, I'll talk. So I think regarding that presser, um, I think he had some valid points there. I think it's just that. Draymond Green's the one who's voicing the message. I think if it was somebody else, I would be more receptive. But Draymond, <laughs> Draymond just rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> like, oh, it's really oh bad. I can't God. stand him. I can't stand him. But he was saying some some the things he was saying was valid in terms of you know the the double standard between if a player is seeking a trade, he's seen as a cancer, you know, bad person on the squad. Uh, but, you know, these teams are shysty. They're all business, and they they do do whatever it takes to make sure that their players are good, ready for a trade, preserve their value, X, Y, Z. So I see the double standard, but it's Draymond saying it. So, frankly, to me, he, he looks crazy, but he's, he's, he's got it valid. As a ter- in terms of this whole conspiracy about whether he's getting calls, he's a hothead. So I don't think people remember. For, I hope people didn't forget. He's sort of a hothead. So <laughs> I'm expecting him to get texts left and right. You know. I mean, I mean, yeah, Rice. I mean, when he got kicked out for suspended for that, uh, yeah. that Cavs game in the in the was it 2016 playoffs? In right. Pe- yeah, in the finals, people think that like they just suspended him for the sake of suspending him. That no. wasn't the case. He was over the his like technical foul a lot, like allotment. Right. So like he exceeded it. So he had to be suspended. Right. It was like you like you can't just change the rule just because like you're in the finals. Unfortunately, and that's the reason why he didn't play. Um. But yeah, he is a hothead. We didn't get to see it a lot last season because the Warriors sucked and he didn't play most of like some of it either. So he wasn't going to compete. And now they're competing. They want to win, right? They got their draft pick in James Wiseman. I actually do like Draymond. Like I actually do like his play style. I do like mm-hmm. how he is aggressive. I do, you know, I'm one of those guys who like if you talk to me about that finals, I'm like, yo, if Draymond doesn't get suspended, that game, that whole series. I think they win. Golden like, State would have won that. Yeah, I, th- honestly. I think that. Yeah. Um, but I do like Draymond. I think, and I agree with you, he did say some things. It's hard because it is Draymond Green who's making that speech. And it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know if I want to say I agree with you, man, but I, I guess I agree with you. It's like people with Kyrie. You know what I mean? It's like Kyrie's like, right. we shouldn't play the league. And people are like, I guess he's right. And it's like you just like have to hold yourself and you're like, ah. but like dream the thing about what Draymond says is like he's he's missing so many key things in like his argument. Like and he's just like omitting like key facts too, which was like really irritating. <laughs> and it's like 
what was the example, John? I'm sure you. I, I, I know you know. The, I know you know. I know you know better than I do. Like he said something about, like, like when you talked about Drummond, like being kept on the bench and not being told by the the team, like that he's not suiting up and all that type of stuff. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, I mm-hmm. agree that like you got to be fair and open right. and honest because like if a player says he doesn't want to play and he wants to trade, that he still ha- he has to go out there and play regardless of the trade. But, like we saw that with James Harden. For sure. That's where it was. Like, we saw that with James Harden. It's like, mm-hmm. no, we need you to play. And, yes, James Harden was dogging it. And everyone knows he was dogging it, which is hilarious because he said it. Draymond <laughs> Green said we all know James yeah. Harden was dogging it those last days in, in Houston. Yep. Yep. So my thing is, like, I agree if you want this two-way street. The other thing, though, is, like, what James Harden was doing, like, if, if you want to oh, forget everything that he got from the city, from, like, not from the city of Houston, but from, like, the Houston Rockets is, like, he got Dwight Howard. He got Chris Paul. He got Russell Westbrook. He got every single trade that he wanted. You know, when he, when, when they went to a city and if he wanted to stay longer, he could stay longer and the team could either fly back or they kept the entire team there for an extra day. So that way he can enjoy the city. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 the Rockets did more for James Harden than like, than usually what other teams do. Okay. And when you have a star player, like we heard that, like for Kawhi Leonard, like there's a special treatment for these guys. When you get that special treatment, like, and you're getting the big bucks, you, you know, it's you can't use James Harden as an example. Like, yeah, right. Like Andre Drummond is not James Harden. Yeah, like, like don't. Yeah, he had no. The, yeah. So for me, the well, part I'll disagree with you guys is I don't care who was speaking personally. Like it was fine. The, and I, I get that his we want to say that maybe his like speech was off and maybe that you know we didn't really get who, what he was saying, but I think we get exactly what he's saying. He actually want he feels like there's a double standard, and then he wants to reverse the double standard towards you know shift it towards the players. So, like you said, his mm-hmm. his his problem was he's saying that when James Harden dogged it, he was labeled as a cancer. Yes. Okay, yes, because he didn't fulfill the level of professionalism that is asked for an NBA player to be in shape, to not dog it, to et cetera, et cetera, okay? On the other side of that, he said, look at the Cavs and how they did to, what they did to Drummond. So they just all of a sudden bench him, and now they're asking him to – you know, stay in shape and stuff like that and remain professional, but they're not remaining professional. What's 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 weird here is the Cavs, while they're being, you know, meanie pants, you know, and like, and like you, you know, uh, they're telling him, we don't like you anymore. We're not going to pay you anymore. So sit down so nothing bad happens. They're being professional. Professional in their sense is... Keeping the coaching facilities, keeping everything, the, the trainers, keeping like the uh, game plans, keeping coaches, keeping players around, like keeping like that's that's their level of professionalism. They're not dogging it as a as a profession. That's like what do, what he is talking about. What James Harden did to a t like what in a comparison to a franchise, if they if they are a cancer. It's like what the Philadelphia 76ers did when they were, you know, hashtag trust the process. But, like, even worse. Like, we all knew that they were tanking, but, like, and they were, like, starting G League guys. But, like, even more egregious than that. Like, 
Like, like Harden was fat, and he put on a bodysuit, okay, and That's he was like throwing, right. and, 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 and he was, and he was throwing the ball out of bounds, okay. Like the Philadelphia 76ers, they were starting G League guys, but what if they like didn't have like practice anymore? Like then the Philadelphia 76ers are are a cancer, you know what I mean? Just like James Harden, not that they told Dra- told Drummond, yo, we're gonna bench you, and they're probably gonna trade you to a city that you want to go to. Like, like that's that's what drives me nuts. And so he wants a double standard. He wants the players to run the whole league. So what Draymond's doing, he knows he's not going to get that. So he's like pushing the envelope so they can like you know regress to like a, a, a you know a median. So it just pisses me off that people like run with it. And like yeah, you know he's so right. Like the Cavs are are not being professional. Like they're just like you no, know it's business. Uh, it's, it's business. That's a, yeah. That's and the, what James Harden game. did, right? Yeah. And what what James Harden did is not business. He's actually not fulfilling his contract. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the same. That's a good point. No, I agree with you 100%, John. And the other thing about Drummond, too, is that that uh, you didn't mention is that Drummond has been, like, recently has been, you know, they want to move the ball outside out of his hands a little bit more and put it more into Sex, uh, Sexton and Garland uh, and some of the other young guys because he has a 30% usage rate and he's not going to be part of the team anymore. They got Jared Allen. He's, that's, that's their center of the future. Like murderer. Gotta, I mean murdered like, today. Murdered today. And you gotta like like if you're drumming, like you gotta read the room too. So like apparently like he's also been a little bit of like a, a a little issue like a little bit of a problem in the locker room too. So it's like, okay, I can't have this guy play, demand, and then say worry about the rest of the team who's gonna be who we want here for the rest of the future. So like honestly, like the the Cavs are actually being professional by saying hey man like we're gonna trade you like we're telling you right now like i'm sorry we didn't tell you sooner but we're telling you now not to suit up because you know we were thinking about it we're telling you now don't suit up because we don't want you want to get injured to trade you so one we don't you don't miss a year salary or whatnot and don't get aren't able to get another contract and you can actually play for another team also two like it's for like I'm not going to say that the teams I'll get for their own financial interest. Like they want his value to be up too. So like they are doing business. They are doing what they want. They are doing like their due diligence and everything else that they like. Drummond Draymond is not saying that they want to do. And this is where I like this is where I get tired. Of like because Draymond's like partially right and he's also partially wrong. Because if it was like all right, you know, like we just traded him without any notice at the with the deadline like all this type of stuff without even being in contact with him yeah it's kind of shady and kind of like kind of shitty of the team but like they didn't trade him that day he's still on the team he's still getting paid and like he just has to stay in shape and he'll be moved to a team that wants him or if not he could be released and go to another team that wants him so unfortunately for drummond he wants he's demanding a contract like he also has to be like realistic too and it's it's like I get players wanting to get paid as they should because they're the product. They are what makes the league go. Um, like if you, we we're not we're not watching execs run around. Like sure you have the brain trust and all these guys that do the paperwork and all that nonsense, but like the players is like what we watch every single day. Those are the kids mm-hmm. idolize. It's all the time. It's who we talk about. Like when you go to the gym and you're playing pickup and you're done playing ball, you talk about the league. Um, so like I get it, but I think my issue with Draymond is like. I get what he's trying to do, but it's also like one John, as you said, it's a double standard that he wants more of the players on. But at the same time, my other issue was that he was omitting facts. They were just like straight up facts. And it's like, okay, so you don't want to talk about how James Harden, how he was treated in Houston and just saying that, yeah, we know he dogged it. And, you know, they made him seem like he's the villain. 
Yeah, he kind of was a villain. Like the, I mean, they treated him like a king, dude. He yo, was the king bro, of Houston. Like, you did. He did whatever yeah. he wants down there. Like everything. He did like, whatever he wanted down there. Like what? <laughs> like what? Like what? Like he got paid. He got the extension. He got extended before he even needed to get extended. And then you're gonna tell me that he he was like he should be like what? Just like carried out and be like, oh yo, thanks for like, you know. Not like making us relevant, not winning us the title, but yo, we treated you nice every single time, and now because you don't like it here anymore, you don't want to work with the new guys that we brought in. We did, you don't want to work with John Wall, you don't want to work with Boogie Cousins, you don't want to work with Christian Wood, you don't want to work with PJ Tucker right. anymore. You don't want to work and that with was crazy. Eric like, so they so still had a they still had a pretty decent squad, even when he was demanding a trade. They're still trying to accommodate for the guy. And, and so. that's the biggest bullshit. <laughs> And actually, yeah, that's was, probably a better team that worked for him. And it's like, that's the biggest bullshit. So yeah. that's why when I hear Draymond yeah. say that, it's like, I get what you're saying. Like, I, I get it. Like, I do get it. And, I, and like, there is some validity to it because it's not actually this instance that he's talking about. That was a good reference. But I get what you're talking about. However, this reference that you're talking about, you omitted some major fucking facts. And I can't, I can't get behind it. <laughs> that's just my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So moving on, speaking of product on the court, we watched a Trey Young Knicks Hawks game. Yo, I it, it's getting tough out here to watch James Harden and Trey Young play basketball. I Even though it. James Harden is not doing what he's been doing, <laughs> uh, the old the, the the Houston Harden is not in Brooklyn with his fouls and all that nonsense yet. I'm sure it'll come out in the playoffs um, or when they're desperate, but. Trey Young is doing that, and it's driving me nuts, dude. I love Trey Young, but it's hard to watch. I'm so over it, bro. Yeah, I'm so over Trey Young. Trey Young, I liked him when he came into the league. I was like, oh, I can actually get behind this. A shooter, kid moves it fast, finds everybody looking to pass the ball, do move, and now like every single thing he does, he gets a foul. I'm so sick of this shit, dude. Like, it's, really, it's getting really, really it's getting out of control. Even I don't know if you guys even I know the Nets played the Clips as well. I know we're talking about. Trey Young, but this flopping thing is just everything is is called like it's it's so annoying. Even the game today with James Harden, for instance, um, the last position in the game was the Clippers. They're playing the Clippers tonight, and I don't know who it was. Somebody drove in, and I think it was Kawhi Leonard. He drove in to make the basket with a few seconds left. He he did give him a little elbow. It was like something that the refs will never call in the last few seconds. They called it for James. Offensive foul. Like you guys will see it on Sports Center. It's ridiculous, but it's getting to a point where they're good they're, and they're so skilled to players. Like that, you know, Trey Young and James Harden are so skilled to players and they always resort to this. Drawing fouls, getting fouls, trying to do whatever. It's 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 annoying. It's just annoying to watch. It was it's pitiful, honestly. Yeah. I can't I can't because you're like you're you're ruining the league, you're stopping the game. And it's like I don't want to watch free throws. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care how many times you can get to the line and hit a free it's throw. Annoying. Like it's annoying. They they have to fix that. They have to fix that swing rule, and and a little swing, bit of the offensive that's when, foul rule. That's, the so. swing the, the swing the swing rule is ridiculous. But the thing is, like for Trey, like he can initiate contact, and then it's just oh like, man, the initiate contact though, that has to change. Robert Horry was talking about it uh, earlier this week. He was doing some media rounds because he called out Tom Brady for he said welcomed him to the Seven Ring Club. And uh, he was talking about how back in his day, initiating contact was an offensive foul. Yeah, I don't, I'm not against it because it's a contact league with initiating contact, but it's like you can call this a little bit better where it's like, like Trey Young's like, 
Like he's not even he's not even like really like initiate like he's like brushing somebody like with his shoulder. And it's like, Val, we gotta protect and that's the other thing with the league. The league, like, let's call it like it is. The league wants to protect its players and Absolutely. like certain players, like they know who who like drive sales and whatnot and what they want to see. So like they're gonna protect LeBron James, Trey Young, Steph Curry, like all these guys. And it's it's sickening to an extent where you can't enjoy a game and it ruins a game. Like like we're, first of all, what I hated about that game against the Knicks was that it's the same ref. She's been calling games. She was for the Houston game, not Houston for the for the Miami Heat games, both of them, and then for the Atlanta Hawks game. And you that same Atlanta uh, was it the was it the Hawks game? No, the Orlando. She was down for the Orlando game too, and we saw Vooch pretty much tackle RJ. And yet that wasn't a flavor. No calls, no calls, right? And he, all he got was a tech. I'm just like, yo, what? So it's between that ref and then Trey Young, that same game. I was like, this is insane. This is just nonsense. So I can't, I can't deal with this. Just chalk it up for another yeah. like garbage. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, uh, we got. As always, we're gonna do some. Ra- we're gonna do the rapid fire Tuesday night NBA on TNT primetime games. Mm-hmm. So interestingly enough, the Mavericks have the Tuesday and Thursday primetime games this week. Unbelievable. Anyway, um, Tuesday it's Boston versus the Dallas Mavericks. Boston's been interesting lately, man. Um, they're having trouble with their big men, Tyson, Tristan Thompson, not cutting it. Uh, Kemba's in and out, but they've been they've been scrapping games. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, Boston versus Dallas? Uh, I I think Boston can actually win this one. They're so inconsistent um, now. They're not playing at their true standard. They really are, especially with having two awesome wings in Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum. But I think they can pull this out because Dallas is like. They're trying to come back and they're making moves, but they're so reliant on Luka doing damage that you can't rely on one guy. And the thing with Boston is that they actually played good enough defense where I think they can actually hold Luka Doncic. Yep, I agree. I think the Boston Celtics are going to win, I'll say between five, within five, seven points, I'm going to say. And the reason why is because of the defense on Luka. Like, they're so reliant. They rely on Luka so much. He's got to put insane numbers game in, you know, game by game. So I think this time around, I think um, Boston's going to stop him, stop Luke and ultimately get the dub. So I'm guessing. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, it's not because I'm going contrarian. I honestly do think that Dallas matches up pretty well against Boston because Dallas is kind of small um, and they struggle against big teams. Um I actually, I think, I, I think, I think the Dallas Mavericks could win this one. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Dallas uh, on this one. For the 10 p.m., we got the Portland Trailblazers, Portland Trailblazers, uh, with our boy Mello at Alex's Denver Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Denver Nuggets too, bro. Don't worry. With my boy, with my boy Jokic. Um, what do you guys think about that one? You already know where I'm going. I love Denver. Actually, I love the over. I don't really, I don't really, I, I like both these teams a lot, actually. Give me the over. I don't like any of these. I don't know who's going to win this one. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll take Denver. I'll take Denver. I'll go first. I'll take Denver on the over. But okay. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if if no, because Dame Lillard's pissed off right now about this coaching yeah. hire. He's pissed off about a lot of things this week. The All Star game. It's, yeah. It feels like it feels like a sixty five point Dame Lillard Dame, game. That's the problem. Up. That's what I'm. All right, fine, say. fine, fine. All right, I got Portland. Portland in the over. Pissed off Dame. <laughs> pissed off Dame Lillard. That's all you gotta Something, say. And he's pissed. <laughs> it's it's a Portland Trailblazers, bro. Yeah, give me the Portland. (laughs) Give me the Portland Trailblazers too. Also, the Nuggets haven't been looking that great recently, and that's because you have Gary Harris is injured. They're missing PJ Dozier right now, so they're in a little bit of a tight spot. They're they've invested more so going like offense heavy, and this is not a game that you want to go super offense heavy against the Portland Trailblazers, who can match you shot for shot. So. And also a pissed up Dame. You just gotta say pissed off Dame. And it's like he's ready to prove a point. So yep. give me Portland. All right. So it looks like we're in agreement there. And on that note, that really ends our basketball discussion, which brings us to our annual <laughs> monthly. Monthly. Yes. <laughs> immigrant parent corner. The yeah, boy yeah. Ricey. Um <laughs> Oh, yeah. be in, should be interesting. Um, so, so to give some context so that people understand why this is Immigrant Parent <laughs> Corner, all three of us are first-generation Americans. All of our parents are not yeah. from here. So <laughs> there's a certain – like when you're first-generation American, there's like – there's just stuff like that you, you get from immigrant parents that kind of gives you this like – this upbringing that's just kind of uh, – I don't know how to put it like direct, straightforward, a little lack of emotion sometimes. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> I guess a real me. parental guy. <laughs> the realest. <laughs> oh, man. It's, if it's you crazy. know, you know. <laughs> that's, that's how if, we can explain it. <laughs> if you know, you know you for know. sure. Exactly. So, so Ricey, you can go first if you got uh, if you got your thing that you want to talk about. Just like any, you can go any direction you want. Story, Absolutely. just like a generalization, stereotype, whatever the hell you want to do. Absolutely. First things first. Well, I'm, I've been lucky in my childhood. I've been pretty flexible in terms of childhood education. First and foremost, you get in the grades, or you're gonna suffer the consequences. And then <laughs> so if we find a way to get those grades, first of all. <laughs> This is full time job as being a student. You know, treat it as such. And then we'll be checking the progress report cards. <laughs> First thing. Second thing. Second thing. I think I've seen this more with my cousins or whatnot. But the, the privacy, it depends on your household. I usually be given privacy, but, you know, in the immigrant household, if you have privacy, I mean, take full advantage. Because that's almost non-existent from the people I grew up with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'll be in your business. You won't be able to wake up peacefully. You're going to have to do some chores early in the morning. So true. You it's can't really- do anything ever without 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 an added task to it. Soccer, oh and, and I think specifically, John, you might relate. In the African parent household, you definitely got CNN on it's the news. CNN. Some yeah. soccer, if they got the channel, dude, some soccer, dude. But, BN, um, BN, BN Sports is the channel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a commentator named Ray Hudson. I think his name is. I know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. 
Out yeah, here. we we have all the BN sports in all the different languages here, dude. Any soccer game, and we every Egyptian Premier League game, every English Premier League game, especially with Liverpool, yeah. because or any Egyptian soccer player on the squad, even if he's a bench player, because he might come in the game, he right. might come in the game, Ricey. Right. We yeah. have to watch it. I'm yep. I'm blast. Mm-hmm. Nah, not. So not in my household was it like that. Um, mm-hmm. I can't say like we didn't have soccer on that much. My dad's a big Yankees Yankee fan. Um, so we watched a lot of baseball. Went to a lot of baseball. Um, my children will feel the wrath of going to a lot of Knicks games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was that. But I could feel you though, Ricey. Grades, grades is a job. If you it's came home, dude, I came home with like a C plus or like. Why are you failing? I'm like, that's not failing. I'm just like, why did, why, like, what are we doing here? I was like, shouldn't you be happy that I got this grade? They're like, be happy. Yeah. And I think every happy. child with immigrant parents has definitely attended at least one parent teachers conference where the, t- the parent initiated the meeting. I never remember going to a couple. Because to every single one, bro. I had to go to or, every single parent teacher conference. Or, or, or your parents are that. Uh, was like tiger parents, right? Yeah, they have to make sure that you get every single like thing taken care of. Everything has mm-hmm. to be squared away for your education to be mm-hmm. picture perfect, down to the T. You, so yeah, you get the be- not not necessarily like the best product, but you have to have like I put in quotation like the best reading, the best yeah. math, the best this. You have to have the teachers, the tutoring. The tutoring is like through the roof. I can't tell yeah. you how many freaking tutors I've had. That's like. You serious, man? Just like, can I come yeah. home and just like It's chill probably not healthy like, that we learn pressure about handling pressure at such an early age, but it's definitely or it's a good thing. Or it's, it's a, a good thing. thing. It's a great pressure. thing. Jesus. But you learn about it early. <laughs> pressure. That's so Yo, funny. People. My 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 mom's whole shtick is ever since I was a kid, she would just say, every time I say I have an exam or anything like that, she's like, oh, or like I get my results back on anything ever. She'd be like, oh, did you, did you get... Did you get a 100? Like, that's all, that's, that's all she wants. Like, that's all she, that's all they ever get. Why cared. didn't you get an A? Yo, why didn't you get an A? Dude, law school? That's a beautiful thing. Like, food is smack, though. That's the, the perks. We're yeah. not, not the yeah, climate. Was good. Yo. But you had, but you had to eat. But you had to eat fast, though. You have yes. to eat fast. You have to eat fast because that shit's going to be gone. Because you're not getting, you know, if, you're not, if you're not eating fast, you're not getting the left. You're not getting nothing. All right. Going to McDonald's is a negotiation. It's not like huh. cool. we got better burgers at home, right? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a negotiation. <laughs> that's a negotiation. We have. It's food. so fun. It's so First funny though. Hold, 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 hold. Everything's a negotiation. Let's just be real. Everything's that's a negotiated. True. That's very okay. true. <laughs> you got to go take a shower. That's a negotiation. How long are you gonna take? You, we got to be somewhere. All right. Why do you need so to take true. a shower? Look, <laughs> well, man, I'm just trying to live. <laughs> so I t- funny. Or, or here's the other thing. You're running dude, up the water bill, <laughs> dude. Dude, okay. My pops, my pops. This is this is this is getting personal. This is it. This is it right here. My dad was always like, "You cannot like." I go to friend's house. They leave the lights on all over the goddamn place. Never turn it off. My dad to conserve electricity. If you're not in that room, you are turning turn off that, that switch. Off. You would better turn that damn light off. That's my, my grandpa. That's my grandpa. Yo, my dad's response. And like, I still do it today, too. Like, it's built in me. My dad's response every single time if I left the line is like, yo, you got stock in Con Edison? 
I'm just like, no. He's like, the why is the light on? <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. It's like, did you use it? Are you in that room? No. That's my Turn grandpa. the light off. Turn my the grandpa light has off. My grandpa is the, is the he, has to, he, has to, he knows everything about the lights. He right. has to know. He's like, he'd be oh. like, is anyone in that room? Oh, why is that light on? But what don't they know, bro? But what don't they know? <laughs> and there's only three things you can do. All right, you got to get a good education, and you either got to be a nice. lawyer, a doctor, <laughs> doctor, or an accountant, engineer, or an engineer, engineer or an engineer. Yeah. You don't be a professional. No. You got to be a. Prof- you got to get a professional. Funny, we're all attorneys. A, there's got to be a fucking license at the end of this goddamn road. You're a. Yo, nothing beats nothing beats the the. So Ricey and I went to Albany Law together, and uh, when we graduated, yeah. we're sitting on the lawn uh, at at SPAC. Mm-hmm. And he goes up to his his parents. He's like, "Yo, I need you guys to take a picture." Or his yeah. sister, actually. He's yeah. like, I, "I need you. I, I need you to take a picture." And she's like, "All right." So we're like, "You know, whatever." We're smiling. Let's take a picture. He's like, "All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. One more, a serious one for the grandchildren." Yeah, for the grandchildren. <laughs> the grandchildren picture. That's real. Oh my god. <laughs> that's, that's that's so, so real, real, though. Oh my god. <laughs> was that your par- was that your parent corner, Alex? The uh, your dad with the lights. That is my parent. That is my parent. All right, just like- all right, cool. All right, yeah, all right, that's cool. All right, so I'll 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 go last. So I'll give you a recent story. So my grandpa actually just came to visit from Egypt uh, to uh, New York. We had like a memorial for my grandma, et cetera, et cetera. He's just hanging out here for his birthday, probably for Easter. Just you know, chilling for a little bit. Probably would uh, try to get him the vaccine. He's a citizen. He worked here for a long time, you know. So he's 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 chilling. So, you know, naturally, as you have a, you have a citizen, you have a passport, and it just so happened that his passport is expiring soon in twenty twenty one. So he has to get it renewed, right? <laughs> uh oh. So the last time you know a passport gets renewed every ten years, right? So exactly. a 90-year-old looks way different from an 80-year-old, okay? So we go, he gets dressed, and we go, we go take the passport picture. We print the passport picture, so now we're going to go renew it. He takes a look at the passport picture. He does not like the way <laughs> he looks at 90 years old. <laughs> he does not like it. So what, what does my dad have to do, guys? He has to call. Oh Every God. he called, I think was it six, photo- professional photographers on Staten Island. <laughs> My grandpa, he demanded a professional photographer to take a photo of him for the passport. For his passport, dude, because his passport, his old one, looks way different. Ten years ago, yeah, looks different. Looks younger. <laughs> So, yeah, dude, that's what for for passport photo. Don't you bro, just that Walgreens? <laughs> literally from CVS, bro. From CVS. So we got, we heard rumors that they had it at Costco. So we're like, all right. So we we uh, he we put him in a we put him in a in a suit after uh, actually after the memorial. Um, put him in. He was in a suit. He's like, listen, I'm gonna go get the passport picture now. Like, I'm looking good. I'm feeling good right now. I'm like, all right, perfect. So, <laughs> took him to Costco. Costco's like, we don't do passport photos anymore. We're like, oh my god. Like, what are we gonna do? So every time we ask someone, they're like, we have to go to CVS. So we picked another CVS, and then they took the picture. And so we we I think we finally got 
a good enough picture to submit for the passport renewal, guys. I think we finally got it. And if that's not the most immigrant story, like, I don't know what is. Oh, my God. This sounds like... Actually, I'll give I'll give you I'll give you a quick one. I'll mm-hmm. give you a quick one because because the that's that's so real. Where it has to be like primo picture perfect. I'll give you a quick one. So like worked in a family business, right? This is now that now you want to talk about true immigrant. <laughs> yeah, work in a family, family business. business. <laughs> you come into America, that's you're it. making your own business. You get in the white picket fence. So my exactly. dad started his business, property management, mom and pop shop, legit mom and pop shop. My mom, my dad built it together, ran it together, successful, right? And it's like, you know, they're not like freaking Rockefellers over here, but they can get, they have a good living. If I have to tell you what it's like working with your own parent and just hearing the same shit over and over and over, and you and we have to talk about controlling, right? The control aspect of it. That's got to be real. So you know, so I worked with them for a very long time. Like when mm-hmm. I started like back in middle school, like I started yeah. working, it's like, yo, you're going to learn how to sheetrock. You're going to learn how to do all these things. Right. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So now he, <laughs> he's like, he, every single time we go down to this, to, to work, it's the same love music every single day, like on repeat, Sirius XM, same love music. All the time. Oh my goodness! No difference. I could, I, I shit you not. The amount of times I've heard each and every song, it is triggering at this point where I will go into like a <laughs> fucking coma. Like it's actually hilarious. It's too funny. Not, got, for like, <laughs> not for one year, not two year, not three years. We're talking about LeBron like, over here. This is this is Alex's LeBron moment. We're talking about not one, plus, not two. We're talking about ten plus years of hearing the same shit. <laughs> Oh man, that's but too that, real, man. <laughs> but that's got to wrap it up for Parent Corner. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone, thank you for tuning in, Ricey. What the you new, already know? You know? already know what it is, man. Ricey, <laughs> crazy man. Google me, baby. That's all I can say right now. <laughs> on everything. Yeah, just Google Spell me. Out I like that. I space K on the Googles. You will find everything. Trust me. And if awesome. you don't know, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Hell yeah. Yo, thank you. Thank you, Ricey, for joining. John, I know you're ready to go to sleep after getting your ass kicked today from snowboarding. I'm dead, but dude. Everyone, I'm everyone. Dead. Get, get well the Knicks, soon, The Knicks gave me life, bro. The Knicks gave me life today. <laughs> for everyone real. Out. Thank you for the W. <laughs> Facts. Everyone out there listening. Once again, thank you for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Please make sure to leave us a five-star rating and review or comment, whatever you want to call it, on Apple on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it. Also, we're on all listening platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, you name it, we're there. On top of that, please make sure to follow us on all, uh, all social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all right? Knicks, comma, Jets, comma, ETC, period. And that's it. Have a good one, everyone. We'll catch you later this week with another Jets episode. Later. All right, let's go Knicks. Yeah, let's go Knicks.
make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.